Hey, Miss Aaliyah, how are you doing this morning? Honestly, we're doing way better than yesterday. Okay. As long as we're doing better than the next day. Okay, and only half as good as tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to start off by doing my introduction, then I'm going to introduce you, and then we can say how we met, and then we can get into it. Sounds like a good deal? Yes, ma'am. Let's get into it. Also, just a fair, um, fair warning, I am up and cleaning, so okay. if you hear some bags rustling or some water running, it's because I still have wifey things to do. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to Detalk with your girl Dinesha. And today's episode is about self love. And today, on today's episode, we have Miss Aaliyah Taylor. Say hi to my guest, Aaliyah. Hey y'all, what's going on? So, Aaliyah, when did we meet each other? Like, uh, oof, I want to, I know for a fact it was before 2015. I know that much, but. Mm-hmm. I know exactly when we were in high school. Um, you know, your cousin of mine's best friends with Khalil, my little mm-hmm. brother. So, kind of through that and through um, Spanish class, if I'm not mistaken, with Miss Mendez, mm-hmm. kind of got us going. And it just kind of went up from there. Then the fact that we shared the same birthday, it all worked out perfectly. Yeah, we are both Scorpios. Yes. Exactly. Gang, gang, you know. And like I said, it's just been up from there. We ain't been able to turn back. Yeah, we lost some ones along the way, but <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes, you know. It does. So the topic about self-love. So how do you feel about self-love? Um, I feel like self-love itself is an amazing concept, but it also can be a concept in um, self-sabotage. It can definitely double as self-sabotage. And it's just like, okay, is it really self-love at that point or is it just you avoiding um, confrontation and um, conflicting behaviors? And I honestly can say I have self-sabotaged um, a lot. Like when, as, I'm, as on my healing journey, I can say, you know how you notice red flags, stuff that you didn't notice before you start mm-hmm. noticing now. I'd be like, oh, okay. Even though the person's too good to me, I'd be questioning like, why is he being nice? Like, why, like, then I started realizing, like, oh, I'm going to mess it up so he can just stop talking to me before anything bad can even happen. Yeah, like, already, like, okay, we're already on the wrong foot. Just go ahead and stop right here because there's no fixing this. In actuality, there's very much a chance of fixing it. Yeah. You're just kind of getting in your own way. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people get in their own way, and it's just, like, so sad to see. And, they again, they do it in the name of self-love, and it's just... Oh, it's cringeworthy to see because it's like I've seen a lot of people. Oh no, I stopped talking to this person because you know they had X uh, X reaction when I told them this, and it just wasn't good for me. And you know, self love. And I'm like, ah, well, think about what you told them, and think about how you told them, and think about how you would feel and how you would possibly react if you were also told these things. They just had a human reaction, and yet you sat here and villainized them for having a human reaction to what you shared. And now because you don't essentially want to deal with those human reactions called consequences, you just decide to dip. Like, no, that's literally terrible. I understand. Have you ever had a moment in time sabotage in a way? Oh, absolutely. Several, several times. Goodness, especially with my husband. 
like the main thing I think of is in the beginning of our relationship where um he was just I was still like kind of talking to my ex like not just like talking talking but I was still in communication with him then you know um I get with my husband and we're dating and things are going like super super good and I'm like I kind of want to go back to my ex and I literally Mm. I remember telling him I was like hey we need to slow down I need us to stop talking because I need to figure out if I even want to be with you or if I want to be with my ex and Mm. thankfully my husband has always been an understanding man and has loved me enough to have been understanding from the very beginning he was like okay well um I'm here, you know, whenever you're ready. You know, if you choose to go back to him, it's no hard feelings. We can still be friends. And I'm just like, okay, great. And it's like, really sit down. Like, uh, why are you going back to the same person that, you know, put their hands on you, you know, emotional turmoil, all that stuff. You got this guy that's been, you know, treating you right from the jump. What's the point of doing that? Why? It's just like, Aaliyah, you're so sabotaging. Just stay with this man and let him love you. Goodness gracious. But I have a question, like, for me, I'm talking to somebody right now, and, like, he's nice, he's, he's doing everything, like, he's supposed to do, and it, it's kind of freaking me out. Did did your husband freak you out? Like, did he really freak you out that he was doing everything right? Because I'm kind of freaking the fuck out right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, when Jalen um, told me that he had to leave for his appointment, I remember I... just saw I... a Facebook post. I just saw that, by the way. Yes. Um... <laughs> I actually wound up like, cause we were, we were chilling in the car. And when he told me that I literally just got out of my car and left him, I didn't say a word. I just left and I blocked him and I called my home girl and I was like crying and screaming. And I'm like, you know, why would God send such a good man in my life only to take him away from me? What was the point? What was the reason who sent you? Oh, I was, I was distraught. I was not okay. Because it's like, you know, Jesus loved me since the very beginning. Like, three days after we met, he told me he loved me. And I thought it was very weird. But he's meant it. He was dead serious. So, like, not to project and say, you know, this is your Jalen or anything. But it's just like, sometimes people are just good. Sometimes, sometimes people are just good. They're just good people. The world is not full of shitty people like, you know, we're told all the time. There are good people here. Okay. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, if things don't work out with that person, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person or you're a bad person. It's just, I didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So you can be freaked out all you want to. But, I mean, I think it's more freaked out because of the fact that, oh, you are the minority. You know, you are part of the 1% of people that people have been trying to tell me ex- actually exists. Yeah, he's been telling me that unicorns are real, and I finally met one. Ooh, <laughs> I like that analogy. Yeah, that unicorn. <laughs> Basically, so that's to me, in my opinion, that's all that is, which is totally understandable. So, how did you move past it? Like, how did you stop self sabotaging? Like, how did you progress and learn that? What was the difference between self love and self sabotaging? Well, first I had to call a spade a spade. Mm. I had to call bullshit bullshit. And more than half the stuff that I was saying 
that was <laughs> yep more than half the stuff I was saying was in my way was in my way because of me and me alone because of me and my thoughts and my fears and the things I haven't let go of or worked through yeah totally me 100% all the time so I had to actually work through those first and when I worked through those only then was it able to be um called self-love because at that point I worked through them and I realized hey this impacted me and now I've come up with a game plan on what can I do what can I say what type of position can I put myself in to ensure that I don't feel this way or do this ever again Mm, okay so now you know if for example, I don't like being yelled at. I really don't like it. Like, zero to 100 real quick, I don't like it. I talk to people the same way I'm speaking now, and it when people, somebody doesn't reciprocate that, I'm automatically, hey, hey, I'm saying right now, um, I don't respond well to elevated voices. So I'm going to need you to bring it down just a little bit, and we can continue this conversation. That's yeah, totally you that your voice is smoothing, like you have like this soothing voice. Like I just love your voice. It have it's never changed since I've met you. Even when you're mad, you like um <laughs> even when you go in on a person, you like, um, okay, first off, bitch. Because <laughs> it's just there's no point. You're gonna hear me either way, but I want to make sure that you hear me. Cause when someone yells, people automatically put the fence up. Yeah, that is true. So you're not hearing me at all. So what's the point of yelling? You can hear me better if I talk to you. Even if I'm calling you a crazy ass hoe. Do you feel like self-love? Well, of course you have boundaries. Boundaries. Um, it honestly depends on the um on the setting because I have boundaries for everything and everyone. I have mm-hmm. work boundaries, I have boundaries within my marriage and my relationship. I have boundaries with each of my friends. Um, I have boundaries for everything. I'm a firm believer, and I tell people all the time, don't let a single soul do whatever the hell they want in your life. You are allowing someone to come in your garden and wreak havoc and plant seeds of doubt. Don't allow that. The only way to allow, I mean, the only way to prevent that is to build a fence with a swinging gate. People only get in unless you let them in, True. you know? So I have various boundaries. Um, one universal boundary is, of course, um, the no yelling thing. I hate that. Um, another thing is simply, like, just talk to me. I'm probably one of the most understanding people in the world. Just talk to me. And I know a lot of people say that. But, like, genuinely, I get it. When people disappear, I'm thinking of all the conversations you and I have had between last time I spoke to you and the very beginning time that I spoke to you. I'm thinking about, okay, she did say her grandmother was sick. Mm, you know what? Her grandmother's condition might have gotten worse and she's just trying to cope with it. I'm just going to let her live, let her do what she does. We'll cross paths again someday. There's no reason to lie to me. Like, I'm literally that considerate. So don't, you know, don't feed me bullshit. Just be honest. Um, another boundary, please don't speak on my husband. Lord Jesus, don't do that. <laughs> like, I just know 
he's such a fantastic man. There's no reason to. My husband and my dogs just don't. Other than that, like, I don't really... Oh, don't forget, also, your, don't forget your new addition. You forgot your new addition. Oh no, honey, I ain't gotta say that. That that's that's already understood. <laughs> you got my child. I'm like, okay, you speak on my child if you want to. I feel like that's already understood. If I don't play by my dog and my husband, what do I think I can do about a human that I created for nine months? Ain't not talking. Mm-mm. I don't even have to say that. But for those who are listening, don't talk about my child either. But um. Yeah, like overall, anything after that is situational, and it's situational mostly because sometimes I may have a boundary, but that boundary doesn't um, necessarily apply to this situation. Right? I can sit here and say I hate people yelling at me all the time, but if I'm across the room and you're trying to get my attention, you yell my name and you yell what you need to you need from me across the room. I can't really necessarily get mad. I can't say, hey, that's my boundary. Don't do that. You're literally across the room. And I don't expect you to, you know, saunter your way all the way over here. And please don't expect my pregnant ass to walk all the way to you. (laughs) My pregnant ass. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, just everything's situational. You just have to, um, that's where situational awareness comes in. That's where you have to really sit down and be like, hey, is this me being offended because of my ego or is this me being offended because my boundaries are being disregarded or disrespected or ignored? So how love, how long was your self-love? I know your self-love journey is still like venturing, but how long like did it take you to actually like trust Mr. Jalen? Mm, it didn't take, well... I, I say it didn't take long because he's just an easy person to love, truly. But um, I will say that it took me, we met in July. I didn't start um, actually like relaxing, relaxing until September. And I didn't fully become like fully relaxed. I just totally melted ice cream type of relaxed until well, maybe a year later. When I um, went to go see him in El Paso. Okay. Because at that point, it's like, look, you just bought me a flight. <laughs> like, like, you fucking with the kid. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, <laughs> you just booked me a last minute flight. We got out there. I didn't pay for anything except that glass of wine, glass of wine that I wanted that I told the waitress to put on the extra tab. And you took me shopping. I mean, I trusted you way before that, but with that, it's like you took a risk on me. How could I not? You know? Okay. Do you feel like God had a lot to do with your self journey? I'm trying to get back into like, well, I've always been like into God and stuff, but lately, like, I'm not saying my spirit has been down, but you know, like, I have. I don't want to call on God anytime something's go bad. I always want to, you know, have God in my life. Do you feel as if God had a lot to do with it? Mm, yeah, actually, because um, I always tell people to pray for discern, um, discernment. You know, be able to discern, be able to differentiate between the good and the bad, and what's destined to be for you and destined to, you know, not to be for you. You know, what's part of the inevitable? What's part of the avoidable? 
And I definitely used to pray a lot for just a discerning spirit because my discernment sucked ass. <laughs> it sucked. Oh, I was terrible. I literally couldn't tell Adam from Eve. <laughs> Leah, really? <laughs> Ma'am. Very serious. I just, it, like I said, I sucked. And I mean, I can even take it a step further in saying that he definitely has something to do with it because, again, during that time was when I got into it with one of our mutual friends and that friendship ended. Mm-hmm. And she I was spent, a bigger part of your life at that moment of time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I spent so much of my time really heartbroken by that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, you know, we've been cool since, you know, X, Y, and Z. And this one little thing set you off. And like I said, it hurt, but then I had to like really sit back and again pray for discernment. And that's when I had to like start evaluating what she had said. And I realized it your beef wasn't with me. It was with the fact that you feel inadequate with what's going on in your life. And you were taking that out on me. And as as, as unfair as that was at that point, it is what it is. So the same thing had to happen in my relationship and in my life and with self-love. I had to really ask myself what had something to do with me directly. If it didn't have anything to do with me directly, why am I taking it so personal? Why am I taking it, you know, so close to heart? People go through things. And it's not necessarily your fault that they go through these things. I feel like everybody should go on a self-love journey. I actually been on several. Like, my self-love journey is me. Like, I learned how to do my makeup. Like, do a little eyeshadow palette. I actually, like, learned how to do that. And then I learned how to um, do makeup really good. And I, like, oh, you know, I'm natural. Well, you know, I cut out my hair off now. But I usually find a new hairstyle and try to do something. Or I do a little um, color my hair. Shopping and shopping is kind of like a, a little bad thing too. The shopping habit, or I go out, I really like take myself out by myself. I take myself on like a self date, like I go out to eat, I buy my own self a steak. So when someone else comes to know, oh, if I'm if she's buying her own self steaks and she's taking her own self out every other weekend by herself, like obviously, like she's got she likes to go out, like she likes to do these certain things. So let them know, like, oh, she's gonna expect this. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like people should do that. Even males, if you like to get your hair cut, like go out and get your hair cut every weekend or just do stuff to make you happy. Bounding and self-love. Like I feel like everyone should know what they acquire and what makes them happy before they even get somebody else with them. How are you going to ask somebody to make you happy when you don't even know what makes yourself happy? Um, That's true. I will definitely agree with that. However, that's also a double-edged sword because now you know you've done things yourself you're like okay well I can do this why can't someone else do it and now you're like giving someone um and not an unrealistic expectation but just an expectation that they're more than likely not able to keep up with Mm -hmm. like let's say you know you're continuously at a 10 and I'm always at an 8 is that's just our you know permanent level like Mm -hmm. it's not something that fluctuates that's our permanent level and thing is, I can't love you at a 10. 
I can love you at my eight, but I can make it the best damn eight that, you know, I could possibly do. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you should settle, but it is one of those things where you have to acknowledge effort. So if you always get steak all the time, that's great, fine and dandy. But if, a, you know, a man wants to take you out, be like, hey, you know what? Let's get turkey burgers. You know, let, let's try something different. Let's try some, you know, maybe a little healthier. Just shake it up, something. It's immediately not looked at by you, but it can immediately be looked at as, oh, this person, you know, doesn't want to provide the same lifestyle that I want to continue living. They don't want to provide the um, the standard that I've already painted out for them. So now I got to let them go. Now, actuality is like, bro, they're just trying to do, you know, have okay. experiences with you. Yeah, I understand that part. I actually like turkey burgers, so. <laughs> same, sis. The only burger that I actually will eat inhale at this point but yeah so it's like that's why I say self-love can be self-sabotaging mm-hmm. you're so hell-bent on your level that you've kept yourself at that you are not willing to be introduced and experience other levels namely for the sake of oh this level's beneath me no this level's different Mm, okay. Like, you don't know that. It's just so easy and people do it so quickly and it's just it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. And I tell people all the time, it's just a matter of perspective. Change how you look at this. You fail a test. Oh shit, I'm not gonna graduate. Or you know what? I'm just gonna look at what I got wrong and study what I got wrong. And reinforce what I got right. So next time I take this test again, I'm prepared. Me failing this test is preparation for the next time. It's literally all about perspective. But you know, people are choosing to have the perspective of negative. I'm not going to say negativity because I'm so tired of that word. Just people choose to have the perspective of, you know, disadvantage. Like, oh, this doesn't benefit me. So why is it here? Everything mm-hmm. doesn't have to have a direct benefit. Everything doesn't have to benefit you. Some things can just be because they are. It's so, okay for things to just be. Like the method when they say come in with everything, um, eyes open. Like, just have your mm-hmm. eyes open to just see. That kind of... Yeah. I've been told come in with an open mind and an open heart. You know, I always love, you know, I always come, I used to always come to advice because you see things so like clearly, like how did you just be like, you know, people come in like straightforward and then like you, like you have like open eyes and like you just be like, well, I can see like I sometimes I can see both sides of every situation, but it's like mm-hmm. for you, it's just like you like, well, Nisha, um, I don't know, girl. I don't like, know about I don't that know. one. I don't know. Like, how did you be so, like, clear? Like, I, and I just, I told you, like, I, I told you I had to get you on the podcast because, like, it's your voice and the way you see things. How did you become this way? Like, like how, how did you get here? Because I will assume one day to be, like, where you at and on the level that you're at. Well, first of all, I have to give you know, that type of gratitude to the three adults that raised me, my mom, my dad, and my grandmother in no particular order, but those three are kind of the reason why I see things from a different perspective. In addition to the fact that quite honestly, I have fucked up a lot. (laughs) 
I have messed up so many relationships, you know, work, friends, platonic, romantic, whatever. I have messed up so many relationships. And I was like, really sit back, like, okay, the common denominator in all this is me. So clearly, mm-hmm. everyone can't be wrong. I mean, a lot of people can be wrong, but everyone can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. So I had to start looking at it like, okay, where where do I fit in in this, you know, problem? Where, like, because clearly they're reacting off of me and I'm reacting off of them. But before I even discuss why I reacted, because I know why I reacted, let me figure out what I did to cause their reaction. And at that point, it's like, well accountability I told you something or said something that I more than likely should not have said and it was more than likely in a rude way (laughs) and I had to take accountability for that so a lot of it me being able to see both sides is coming from an amazing amount of accountability on my part and it comes from my folks you know telling me like Leah yo you you can't be this selfish and even though I didn't look at it as selfish again we're going to call it state to state you may not have the intent of being selfish, but that does not absolve you from simply being selfish. What you did was selfish. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got here. Just a series of unfortunate yes. fuck-ups and responsible adults. I see. You know how, well, you met TT, so you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have my TT, and then I have my dad, and then I have my mom, like, you know, that kind of situation. So it's like, um, I don't know. And also, well, I may also take this certain accountability on, uh, accountability on their part. My grandmother, um, for the most part in my life, of me knowing her, I can't speak for everyone else's experience with her, but for me and my conversation with her, with her, she's always been able to double back and be like, you know what, I did say that previously, and... Now that you're bringing this up, uh, I recant my statement. Um, I now have this new perspective, new information, and I was wrong, or, you know, I now changed my opinion on this. Mm, You know, she's not saying that. No offense. She's like, I said what I said. I don't even remember what I said, Mm -hmm. but I'm not taking it back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't apologize. They just be mm-hmm. like, you know, they do something really nice for you or something like that. But, you know, me and my auntie actually, like, had a heart-to-heart. And she was like, you know, I never met my grandma because she died when they were really young of um, brain cancer. So I never got mm-hmm. to meet her. So she was like, they didn't grow up off of love. They grew up off survival. So mm-hmm. it was the whole, you know, the whole thing of, you know, my auntie was like, I don't, I don't know how to be affectionate. Like I wasn't, I wasn't raised off that. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't raise you guys off of, and she was like, I tell y'all the hard truth and be hard on y'all all the time because, you know, the world is not going to be easy on you guys. Like I just say things that, you know, like to get to make y'all be prepared and aware or whatever. Like she said, maybe that was the wrong route, but she said, I know if anybody say anything to you guys, like y'all are going to be okay. Like you're going to take heat to it. And like, you're going to have a slick comeback ready for it. And I feel like now I'm like, I'm always on defensive. Like I'm defensive about everything. When somebody say something, I'm like, 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 what did you mean by that? Like, huh? exactly. I was just going to say like, you can, I mean, again, perspective. Cause she could sit here and say, you know, Oh, well now you got to prepared. Are you? Like, are you actually prepared? Because somebody may come at you with uh, criticism. I mean, it's constructive criticism, but it's criticism. Mm -hmm. But thing is, you know, TT didn't criticize you and recommend you all the time. 
and now somebody was getting attention is coming to criticize you, but you can't tell the difference between the two. So, did she really prepare you? Mm-hmm. Again, perspective. I mean, that's like I said, that's no shot at her and um, her abilities to teach and raise children. But like she said, you were she was raised off survival. Survival also can lead to, um, you know, just reluctance to listen, to hear anything that does not align with your goal of whatever the fuck it is. If you have a goal of reaching 100, 100K by the end of this year, excuse me, but yeah, if you have a goal of reaching 100K by the end of this year, survival is, you know, I'm not going to listen to the doctor that told me I need to rest. I'm going to get this money. I'm not going to listen to my body that just made me shut down and pass out in the middle of this event because that just means I'm weak. I need to get this money. No. Survival's not always right. Survival is not always preparation. Survival can also be hindrance. A lot of people sit here, like, for example, the people who sit here and, you know, prepare for um, the apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, it's extreme, but hear me out. Hear me out. Check me out. Those people that prepare for the apocalypse, they have their bunkers underground. They have years and years worth of canned food. And all they do is sit in their house prepared for it. But like, you're missing out on so many other good things. (laughs) Like, you're prepared for that survival, but how are you surviving today? You know? Are you did you like did survival really prepare you? Did it really get you together? Did it really like you know help you out or did it just again hinder you? And you know, folks of that generation don't ever want to tell the truth about that. Oh yeah. Because now they gotta deal with their un unhealed trauma and start having conversations and go no. Mm Mm-mm. I feel They're like right our generations right. are, it's more understanding that I feel like we are the ones that's breaking a lot of generation curse are actually, you know, aware, like with our thoughts and actually with our feelings, or at least we're trying to like, I mean, a lot of people are having kids, but at the same time, like they are like listening to their kids and letting them express themselves. I feel like, you know, we are a lot of like, we have a lot of mental issues and parents, the older generations really don't understand why we have mental issues, but they don't know that they brought their trauma on us and we're actually trying to heal and exactly. and fix ourselves so we want to make sure that we do the same thing that they did to us, to our kids. Like, I feel no, like... They feel like therapy's pointless. Like, oh, why are you telling do. a stranger? You know, what's wrong with you? Why are you telling that white person what's wrong with you? Now you got them folks in your business. Like, they're actually listening. Like, they're giving me advice. Like... You sitting here asking me, why am I? I mean, think about why, why I should. Because are you listening to me? No. Is anyone else in the same listening to me? No. So what am I left to do? Because talking to myself, I'm going to jump off the deep end. <laughs> I'm going to jump off the deep end. I'm going to air everything out. I'm going to go crazy in real life. But with therapy, I have somebody that's outside of me, outside of you know, all parties involved giving unbiased or hopefully unbiased, because you know, there are some bad therapists out here, unfortunately, but they are giving me unbiased feedback and they're looking at me for me. 
not their experiences with me, not what they've heard from little Suzanne over there, little uh, Brianica over there. No. <laughs> their interactions with me are based off of their interactions with me. And that's it. And even then, it's still kind of like not based off that because what I said last session, you're not really going to hold that to me this session. Unless it was something bad. But I mean, overall, like, I mean, even then, that's just accountability. You hold me accountable. But overall, each and every um, interaction with a therapist is a brand new one. Versus okay. if I sit here and tell you, hey, I had a bad day. You say that all the time. No, I don't. And if I do, then shit, ask me why do I say that and help me out. Maybe I am perpetually having a bad day. Maybe every day is a bad day. Help me create Figure a good day. Figure out why the fuck I'm having a bad day. And not only that, but help me create a good day. Because I thank God every day for my dad. I remember, um, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, my birthday was not going the way I wanted it to. And I just was distraught. And it's not that I wanted it like, you know, oh, big extravaganza. It's just I wanted to do something. I had been in the house. I had been in the car accident. I'm finally able to move. And I can't go anywhere. Mm. And I was so upset. And like leading up to it, I was upset because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do anything. So I remember he was just like, I can't stand to see this. Um come up here this Saturday, I'm taking you shopping. And that's what happened. And like, you know, of course, anybody can, you know, listen to this, can look at that as, oh, she's a daddy girl, she's spoiled, blah, blah, blah. And you wouldn't be wrong. I am a daddy girl and I am spoiled. But he didn't do that to spoil me. He looked at that as, oh, she's having a series of bad moments. How can I make this better? I can make this better by spending time with her. Not necessarily giving her what she wants, but I can make it better by literally making it better. And getting her mind off of what just happened. Not even that. Just literally just making it better. Like, we can, we can talk about, you know, what just happened. Because, I mean, I can't sit here and ignore the fact that I was unhappy. I can't do that. That doesn't help anything. Because when it's all said and done, I've ignored it, but I wouldn't did what I wanted. After what I wanted is done, I still got to deal with the fact that I was unhappy beforehand. Mm-hmm. And whoever I was unhappy with, I got to deal with them too. So I can't really avoid that. Right? But like I said, I can do something that makes me happy. So when I do go back to whatever that was making me sad, I have a little bit, I have just like a little ray of sunshine that doesn't make this darkness seem so dark. And I can get through it. And I can build on that little ray of sunshine and make it a huge ray of sunshine and illuminate all the darkness, right? Right. Like, I can do that, but I can't do that from straight darkness. You got to give me something. And that's what my dad did. He made that situation better enough for me to deal with everything else and I had to get back to it. Do you feel as if, like, self-love required therapy? Like, all self-love? Or do you think people should get therapy? I feel like everybody should get therapy. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody can benefit from therapy. And regardless of what level of, you know, how far you 
are in in your journey of self-love you can benefit from therapy because therapy isn't just for when things go bad Mm -hmm. therapy isn't just for oh my grandmother died or oh I'm stressed out with school work blah 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 maybe you just need help with time management Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not a terrible thing maybe just maybe your homegirls suck at listening your homegirls absolutely suck at listening and you can't call your mom because she's a gaslighter so maybe just maybe you just need somebody at the end of the week just to talk to about your week not to really find solutions but just to talk so I mean no matter where you are in your journey therapy is lovely I'm a firm advocate for therapy I love it like I said I currently am not in therapy but um I have been before um and I've actually been thinking about going back. I said my life is absolutely lovely in my in my personal opinion. I love it, but I do feel like I could benefit um, a little bit more if I were in therapy. I could have um, more clarity for certain conversations, like in my business with me personal training. I sometimes struggle with um, staying firm in my boundaries. Like for example, I stopped accepting clients. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stopped. But the thing is, people are still approaching me <laughs> wanting to <laughs> to train with me because they're, they're seeing the results. They're seeing what I teach is something that they need in their lives. Or, you know, they're just like, you know what? I've put it off for too long. I need to do this. Aaliyah, can you help me? And the thing is, ignore that. That's my microwave. But um, the thing is, I want to say yes. <laughs> I would love to say yes because I love helping. Like that, you see, you you've been my client before. You know, I absolutely enjoy teaching you guys. Oh, tell like, us, tell once you get done, tell them what you do and tell them all about you and what follow you and all that stuff like that. Good stuff too. Absolutely, but yeah, like I absolutely love teaching. Like it's not just about fitness; it's about like holistically being healthy for me. I don't, like, I care about you reaching your weight loss goals, but I also care about the fact that you are binge eating on the weekends because you've set such a rigid boundary with yourself. That's not healthy. Like, ma'am, this is kind of productive. Do you need to talk? Because we can talk. We can definitely go on a date. And you can, I'll, I'll pay for the date. You can eat whatever the hell you want, and I will make sure that you don't feel bad about eating what you want. But, you know, like, that's the type that, um, that's the type of stuff that I do, and it's like, I love it so much and I struggle with telling people no I still have not accepted any more clients but it sucks telling them no because I know that given the um, environment of trainers nowadays it's all just a quick fix people just want to make some money you're not going to find what me or with my gym my my co-trainers you're not going to find we have to offer anywhere else so by the time I do start sending clients again, you probably to fuck up yourself even more. And don't get me wrong, I'll fix it. But damn, I probably should have accepted you when you came to me. <laughs> and I have to realize, like, that's not my responsibility. I mean, I share free game on my page all the time anyway. You do. So if you don't take anything from that, then you damn me wouldn't take anything from me if I were telling you during the session. It's up to you to, you know, receive what I'm telling you, regardless of what platform or medium it's coming through. So it takes that level of honesty. And like I said, it sucks. And I would love to go to therapy to 
discuss that with somebody on how to be firmer in my business boundaries. Personal boundaries, got some things on lock. Like, you're not going to play in my face. I'm going to block you. I'm going to talk to you and let you know what you're doing. And if yeah. you're still doing it, I'm going to block you. You're the kind <laughs> of telling someone, you got me fucked up. And this is the end <laughs> of what we have going on. And I'll catch you in the next lifetime. <laughs> Real deal, this is what we're not going to do. This is what it is, what it's going to be. Maybe you didn't know beforehand, but I'm telling you now. And from this conversation, we're going to come to a conclusion on how we can move forward and make things better. If you deviate from this plan of making things better and you still on that bullshit, you got to go. You ain't even got to go. I'm going to go. Because you <laughs> damn it don't see what's wrong with you. So I'm going to let you figure that out on your own time. Me and mine, we're going to go ahead and dip. And we're going to be healthy over here. We're going to wait for you. What's your moment? Let me say my crew. Let's go. Okay. Everybody who came here with me, we're leaving. Pack your shit. Whatever you came with you, we are taking it. Whatever you came here with, bring it back. But um, as far as what I do, um, I'm a personal trainer. <laughs> I'm actually working on, and I have not said this publicly, so here we go. But I'm actually working on another certification for um stretch and flexibility coach. Oh, so I will be certified in that to help people with their mobility and flexibility as well as mm-hmm. working out. Um, my Instagram page is at underscore a Taylor with three R. So a T A Y L O R R R R R R. Yeah. You know, R cubed, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but yeah. And I actually work at a gym called kinetics performance and fitness is in, it's literally right on the corner from midtown, not mm-hmm. midtown, Crosstown. Uh, we're black owned gym. Thank God for that. We actually have two different locations. Um, Versatile Action Fitness on Cleveland Street and another one near Wolf Chase Mall. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. not in Wolf Chase Mall, actually. So we have two different locations. I'm at the one in Crosstown. And I'll probably be taking my leave November 20th after our birthday. But before <laughs> then, if you want to wander in and catch me, you know, wobbling around, uh, through our gym training, come find me. Wait, so you back in Memphis? Yeah. You didn't tell me you moved back to Memphis. I thought you was still in Oxford, bitch. Girl, shit. I thought you had. I thought you fucking knew. Yeah, we moved um back up here <gasps> beginning of August. Leah, no, ma'am, <laughs> no. Man, what if I could trade? No. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We are literally right behind the fire station. Mm, that is crazy. Yeah, it's that little back street um, by that gas station by Subway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> uh huh. Mm-hmm. We are back here, honey bunches. Mm, that's crazy. But yeah, um, even though I'm not accepting clients, all of our other trainers are accepting clients. So if you happen to hear this and you're like, man, I really want to work with her, unfortunately, I personally am not taking clients. But that doesn't mean that my co-trainers are not. They are. We all believe in the same thing, which is why we all work at the same gym. And more than likely, even though you may be training with someone else, I'm probably going to butt in anyway. That's what we do. I can be training somebody, and then our um, lead trainer, Kenny, he'll probably butt in the conversation if I give him 
his opinion and we'll all just win in the conversation. We're just really one big family. So you may not be my client, but you're still my client. Oh, tell him about the shoe thing. Hmm? Tell him about the shoes thing. Oh, you're talking about um, working out with shoes? Yes. Or without shoes? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, if I'm going to give anybody a free game, this is the one thing I will tell you for sure. Do not work out in running shoes. Please, for the love of God, stop. <laughs> Don't. Especially on leg day. Stop that. Seek help. Seek me. I don't care. <laughs> Just stop. I personally, at currently six months pregnant, almost um, seven months, I do not work out in shoes. I work out barefoot or I work out in socks. And that is because they're, um, nowadays, all shoe markets, like when I say all, I'm going to say like 99.7% of shoe markets make shoes that have small toe um toe spaces meaning you know how your toes like always mush together yeah no that's not how it's supposed to be if you look at a baby's foot and how spread out their toes are that's how it's supposed to be that's how your foot is supposed to be shaped that's how you have optimal balance so consistently excuse me wearing these shoes with tight toe boxes you no longer have the ability to um, have that tripod stance in your foot therefore your balance is going to forever be off so when you perform certain movements you're going to fall over or better yet when you perform certain movements you can't really have that full range of motion because you're trying to compensate with your hips thing is your hips don't have that flexibility because you don't have that tripod stance and you've been limiting your hips this entire time so now you don't really have any gains. Or if you do have gains, again, your gains are only limited. You could do so much more if you would just take your fucking shoes off. <laughs> take your fucking shoes off, please. Take them off. Or if you're not going to do that, wear shoes that have wide toe boxes, um, wear Vans, wear Converse. They actually have shoes dedicated for weightlifting that have wide toe boxes. Go invest in them. They're not really that expensive. You can sit here and pay 200 for some Jordans and whatnot. You can at least pay 80 to $90 for proper footwear to lift weights. My girl. Y'all heard it, it together. here from Miss Trainer Taylor. Y'all heard it from Miss Trainer Taylor. Girl, I just want everybody to, to stop having knees. Like they're in their damn 70s. <laughs> y'all got knees like y'all in, in your 70s because your hips suck. Your knees are not balanced because your ankle's not balanced. Your ankle's not balanced because you have poor, I mean, poor foot balance. Get it together. Start doing single leg movements without shoes and come talk to me. And if you can't, come talk to me. I will give you more free game. Well, Liam, I appreciate you for coming on my podcast today. As always. Like I told you, you and I can talk all day. I don't care. We really can. But you will be back on another episode. What are we going to talk about next time? I don't know. Because we actually could talk. Like, like a real deal. <laughs> 
Well, see you later. All right, girl. It's a pleasure being here.